All right, I'm going to start this morning with a question. I want to ask you guys, have you ever heard this? The Lord works in mysterious ways. Have you heard that before? How many people said it? The Lord works in mysterious ways. Well, that's not actually not in the Bible, but it is. I want to do a little research on that. And check it out. It is actually the opening line from an 18th century hymn by William Cowper. So nevertheless, that's kind of interesting that we hear that often, don't we? But I want to bring you to God's Word and give you a little something to think about. And today we're going to be starting from here. i got a lot of assorted scriptures, but we're going to be starting from here. Isaiah 55, 9. Many of you guys heard this, and I want to just go ahead and read it and set the stage. It says, For as the heavens are higher than earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Amen? How many know that we can trust God because he's got the bird's eye view? Amen? He knows what's going on. He's not missed a single thing. And so today I want to jump in, and our title is called Most Unlikely. And we're going to go through about three different things about the most unlikely. But, but have you ever seen God use people that were pretty much the most unlikely and everybody pointed to their pastor? Amen. Right. I mean, just think about it in life. But also with graduation coming up, I thought it was kind of interesting how they do. You know, they kind of think about a graduation. They come up with these different nominations and stuff, little little things and stuff. They're called superlatives, most likely to. So I, I Googled a few things and see if uh, you just kind of picture some of these folks in your mind as time goes by. So look at this. It says, most likely uh, to be the life of the party. You're thinking of that person right now. Most likely to be president. Okay. Most likely to spend time in jail. Don't point. Most likely to cure the common cold. Most likely to win the lottery and lose the ticket. Yeah. This is what I, this is what I Googled now here. Uh, most likely to be on a reality show. Most likely to be late for graduation. And here's one to think about. Uh, be nice to everybody. Most likely to be your boss. Someday. Isn't it funny how things turn around sometimes? So nevertheless, when we, we think about that, we go back through time, we, we often kind of look through our lens and, and take in a little evaluation of folks. And then we kind of, even when we don't think we do, we kind of do a little grading system and different things like that. Uh, nobody does that here, right? That's good. I'm going to pray for all of us. Right? So... <laughs> But think about that. You know, we think we say, oh, you know, uh, Johnny was this and this. I, I, you know, he was always good in school. I think he's going to be, you know, president or, or little Susie, you know, this and that. She's always good with this. She'll probably be a dancer or whatever the case may be. And we, we start looking and then time goes by and we go, what happened? Right. Or the one that you think was most unlikely, <laughs> you're doing an interview with them. For the next job, the next stage in life. So think about those things, how God looks back, and we look back as God worked through our life on different things. I want to read the scripture again. For as the heavens are higher than earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. God uses the most unlikely people in situations and time to reveal himself to the world. And I wrote this down here. I said, that's what makes life so exciting. Each one of us is totally usable by God. Amen. Do you ever feel like, man, they would never pick me? You know? What was that game? Red Rover, Red Rover, send buddy right over. You know? You know? And so there's, there's ten people. There's five people. There's three people. There's two people. And you're going, what's wrong with me? Right? Well, you know what? You're God's first pick. That's amazing. So, so I want us to see today, this message has got something for everybody. And, and when we think back, back to school, I thought, you know, let's just, let's just think about this. I said, think back to high school, okay? And some folks are right there now, and some folks we've got to really think back. I said, now you think of these folks that might just, you think about these folks, this, this person is going to turn the world upside down. Just think about that, remember? And then, or you might be thinking about this. I wrote it down this way. I said, or it might be this person is upside down in the world. Amen. I know that in, looking in the mirror at times, I felt like that many times. Anybody else feel like that about yourself at times? This message is for us. Amen. Because God uses the most unlikely folks all the time. Now, I shared this, but we got some different crowd in here. And this is a true story. Uh, it's several years ago, I went and I was at Chick-fil-A and I was in line and I was looking. I said, that's, that's my English teacher. That is my English teacher. And I don't want to weird her out or anything. And I said, excuse me. She said, oh, yeah. I said, uh, did you used to teach English? She goes, yeah. I said, at Kikatan High School? She said, yeah. I said, well, my name's such and such. She goes, oh, that's good. She said, what are you doing now? I said, uh, well, I'm a pastor. She said, thank the Lord you're not in jail, honey. <laughs> I'm thinking, she remembers me. I, I'm just like, yeah, I'll take a number eight and just go. 
I'll never forget that. I was like, thanks, I appreciate that. Evidently, I was one of the most unlikely in her book, right? But that was so cool. But she helped me so much because I remember I had to write stuff. One of the things we had to do in the morning, we'd go in and write like a little paragraph, little essay, something like that. I go, I'm not a very good writer. But this lady knew how to type in, tap into what we loved. She said, you play music, right? I hear them talking about you playing music. I said, yeah. She writes songs. I said, yeah, I like writing songs. She said, well, just write a song and lead the music out and give me the words. I said, I can do that. See, she, she tapped into what I loved, and she found a way to work it. God can tap into the things that he's placed in your heart, and you might just be surprised how he turns around and uses us because we know what? That his ways are higher than our ways. Amen? So don't count yourself out. So many times we count ourselves out. Do, how many people disqualify themselves sometimes? Man, I couldn't do that. I just couldn't do that. I couldn't do that. Well, today we're going to look at this. We're going to go to the cross and level the playing field with Jesus. Amen. Everybody doing good? Let me hear you say amen. So if you got your notes and stuff, got some cool stuff to write down. We're going to start, first start out talking about God's ways. And one of the things I see here, God's, God has all the pieces of the puzzle of your life. I said the hands of God are not empty and the eyes of God are not blind when it comes to the gift of life. He has got a plan for your life. Yeah, buddy, but I know I was going to go to school and I dropped out. Oh, I was going to do this and I changed. Do you think that God can redirect some things in your life and make it valuable? Absolutely. As a child of God, you have value in you because you got Jesus in you. So I want you guys to hear that. This man, this is the pep talk. This is your cheerleader rooting you on here today. So I want you guys to see what we have in Christ. So a lot of times we feel like, man, our puzzle is broke. It's just somebody sawed off one of the corners of the thing, right? I said, big, small, or broken, God can work in our life. As we submit our lives to the Lord, he begins to assemble the great masterpiece of life. Regardless of when or where you start, God is able to complete the puzzle. It's not too hard for God. I said, you know, we just need to let him be the architect of our life. Look to Christ to restore the peace and purpose in your life. Now, a lot of times when we think about our situation, we can get overwhelmed, can't we? There's too much month left at the end end of the time there, not enough money. You know, the doctor report. All these things are very serious. The, the marriage, it just seems like it's, it's over the top or under the bottom or whatever you want to look at it. You, the kids that are rebellion, uh, rebelling, all that. We rebel. But think about this. None of that can offset what God can do. He can bring you back to the center line if you're willing to trust in him. Now, how many people got a job you thought you would never have in life? Yeah. It's amazing. You know, we'll just start there for a second. It's just amazing. I've been working for a contract for the government for 32 years. I get to work on stuff that goes to the moon and Mars and this and that. I'm like, that's a long way from Buckrow. You know what I mean? That is a long way. You know what I mean? I'm, you know, we used to light fires and burn stuff in the woods, but I never thought that I would work on stuff like it went on a space shuttle. That's pretty cool. You know, I got to work in a guitar shop. I love that, man. I love that. You know, I was, you know, to get the clean guitars and play every one of the guitars in there. In my, what, but early on, you know, I start thinking, man, if I can just learn a little bit from everybody that comes through that guitar shop, I'll know quite a few songs. And guess what? I know quite a few pieces of songs, right? <laughs> but if I don't follow through, right? God used that. Later on, I'm just talking about my life, and I know you guys can insert the story, this in your life as well. You turn around, I'm thinking, I never was thinking when I was playing music that I was going to be used to be in a praise band. That, that's, a, that's way out here. But God so graciously continued to use the things that he put in my life. And as I put my heart in his hands, we begin to use them for the kingdom. So whether, whatever it is, you say, well, I don't play guitar, I don't do this. Hey, look, there are some unique folks in here. There are some amazing things. Look at the I get coaches out here poured in hours and hours with people. Got people that do work on homes that can make them just turn them inside out, man. They're beautiful. People that bake, people that, that sing, people that do, people that paint, people that draw, people that do woodworking. Just keep on going. It's amazing. So never underestimate your gift. And you say, well, I don't have a gift that I can, I can see. I can't make something. I can't do this. You know what? Your gift might be listening, praying, encouraging, writing a card. 
sending a note to somebody. Let me tell you what. In some of the darkest time of my life, somebody just having a word in season, just speaking into your life, you can do it. Keep going. Has made all the difference. How about you? Can you think of that person that somewhere along the line you're just like, I don't want to play anymore. Have you ever been to that part in your life? I think everybody has. I just, Lord, I don't want to play no more. I just want to sit down and sit on the sidelines. But the great thing about Christianity is it's not a sideline sport. Sometimes we can catch a little breath and get back in there. But that's why it's so awesome that we come together as brothers and sisters in the Lord in fellowship and root each other on. And I hope that's what we do today. So big, small, or broken, God can mend our situation. Now look at this. I said God sees the likely in the most unlikely. That gives me hope. That gives me hope, man. It's something else. Now, I'm, just, I'm sharing a few things in my life because that's just where we're at on a few things. I guarantee you got 25 more stories than that. I don't have an engineering degree, any of those things like that. But I've been around a lot of the stuff in the engineering business. And also when we did some of the CDs, it's all, it's, it's all when we do CDs, you do it on, um, we did it on a computer. So it's just a wavelength, okay? It's just a, uh, uh, what I want to say, a sound wave. So although I don't know all the technical terms and all those different things, I knew from playing guitar and the guy sitting down showing me stuff how to manipulate those sound waves when we did the album. So I come into work one day, and this engineer guy was working on this data stuff that he was working on this engine. Uh, and, and I was like, oh, that's cool. I said, that kind of looks like some of the stuff I do, but it's different. Kind of the same, but different. You find the things that, that are similar and work with them. He goes, I've been trying to line this little thing up He was trying to take his mouse and line it up on this particular peak. He said, I just can't keep my hands. My hand just won't do it. I said, oh, that's no problem. I said, why don't you just click this, move the arrow button over there and line it up on it. It'll come right down to the building. That right there. He said, how do you know that? Did you go to school? Did you go? I said, no, but I got a lot of hours in my studio. And that's the same thing. This is not a buddy thing. I'm trying to show you the things that you think that don't cross over. They cross over. But guess what? After that point, that guy started looking at me different. Because what had happened wasn't he's a nice guy, but he had put me in the mold of he's the guy that pumps things up and blows things down. He couldn't possibly bring any value to this. Don't let people do that, right? And let's not do that to others. Think about this. Say, you know what, man? That's pretty amazing. You know what? Maybe they got a fresh idea. Maybe there's something that God's speaking into their life that can be used in this situation. That was just one of many. You think about some of the things that you guys have done. I know, you know, Jerry and, and so many others uh, do woodworking. You guys do woodworking. I guarantee you there's some stuff that you guys learned over time. You know, this fascinated me. It didn't fascinate anybody else. One of my buddies does sheetrock. All right, you guys probably do it all the time. He took his knife in one hand and his ruler in the other hand and just went, and he cut it like this. I was like... Well, that was kind of cool. I would have been measuring and doing and pulling, but he's done it so much. So there's things that you learn along the way. Guess what? As we spend time with God, we start learning more about God and we start being more receptive to the things of God. I'm trying to connect the pieces of the puzzle in your everyday life to deal with your extraordinary God that wants to work through your life. Everybody doing good? So sometimes when we feel unlikely, realize that God uses the unlikely all the time. He knows where every piece of the puzzle fits. Now, that's something right there that just amazed him. When I was younger, my, my grandmother always had a card table. I mentioned this before. And her thing was building, uh, I don't know, man, thousands of pieces of puzzles. You know, she'd just do all this stuff. And she'd, she'd go around. And what she did, she would do the framework first. She would get the platform first. She would get the foundation first. You see where I'm going with this, right? And she would do that. And then she would keep referring back to the box. You see where I'm going with this? See, we have the foundation of Jesus Christ, and we need to continue to refer back to the box, the Bible, the answer sheet, the word, the picture of God. And so she would go back and and go through all those pieces. And she had another thing, and she would just keep putting it out, and she would look, and she would turn it, and she would work with it. And see, when I got it, I was just like, this is not working and all that. But see, in Grandma's hand, things could happen. How much more can happen when we give the pieces of the puzzle of our life to God and it's in the master's hand? Grandma had some time in on making them puzzles, right? Even on a small scale of what we're talking about. Think about when we give the pieces of our life to God, the brokenness, 
the, the, the pieces that just look like they're no good. The, the pieces that, man, I really blew it. And God is able to, to work them into a beautiful, beautiful mosaic, just a masterpiece. And guess what? If there's one piece missing, it just don't look right, does it? It's not finished. And I was thinking about this last night. See, that's what happens when we come to church and we're missing one of the brothers and sisters. It's like, man, I miss them today. We look for that completeness as our brothers and sisters come together because each person has a valued piece of the puzzle. You say, oh, I got my my piece of the puzzle kind of bent and cut and all that. Well, guess what? It goes right there. And without that plugging in, it doesn't give the full effect. Use your piece, use your life to plug in to what God's got. Everybody doing good so far? I said each piece builds us stronger in the Lord. Each piece. I'm going to tell you what. It's amazing. When I'm playing guitar up here, I'm singing to the Lord. I'm looking around, and I'm seeing people praising the Lord. And I'm just looking, and I see one another coming over here, bringing somebody a drink if they need something, making sure somebody's got a tissue, making sure that the families can sit together. That just touches my heart. See, that's a piece of the puzzle. People are looking and say, there's a need there. Let me help. There's a need there. Let me help. You know what? I can be a part of that. That blesses my heart. And when somebody does that, guess what? You know what that means? You matter. You matter. It could be that somebody handing you a drink, somebody handing you a piece of candy, somebody just saying, hey, I got that coffee for you. Let me tell you what. Doesn't that make all the difference when somebody says, you matter? God is whispering that each and every day that you matter. Let's keep on rolling. I said, he lovely attaches us to the next piece of the puzzle at the perfect time. Woo! How many people have had a piece of that puzzle, so to speak, in their pocket for a long time? And just say, I don't know where it plugs in. I just don't know where it plugs in. They might be looking for a church home for a long time. Don't know where it plugs in. And then all of a sudden, boom, God opens a door. Somebody invites you to fellowship. Somebody invites you to, 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 to come to a Bible study. And you go, boom, I fit. I fit. Guess what? That's, that's, that's the body of Christ. And what, what the big thing is, we might see little pieces of the puzzle, right? But look at the big picture for the kingdom. Don't just get focused on your little corner or your little piece. Realize that your piece is just as important as anybody else's piece in the grand scheme of things. Amen? Take a look at this here. I love the scripture. 2 Corinthians uh, 6, 2. For he says, in the time of my favor, I heard you. And in the day of salvation, I helped you. I tell you, now is the time of God's favor. Now is the day of salvation. Let's go back on some of the... Man, I get too far gone. I did. This is not my right PowerPoint. I'll say it with you. All right, so look at this. 2 Corinthians, if you got that, 6-2. I'm going to read it again. For he says, in the time of my favor, I heard you. And in the day of salvation, I helped you. I tell you, now is the time of God's favor. Now is the day of salvation. When you go back and look that up, take a look at this. He says, I heard you, I helped you, and I tell you. Then guess what comes? God's favor. Man. We are not alone in Christ. We're not alone in crisis if we have Christ. And what happens is we run, we run, we run, we take off because we feel like we're the most unlikely person to be deserving of God's grace. Anybody ever feel like that? Guess what? I'm going to help us now. Y'all ready? We are undeserving. But that's what grace is. Grace is God's unmerited, unearned favor. He loves you because he loves you because he loves you and you can't do nothing about it. Isn't that something? Isn't that something? He's going to love you. He's going to love you and he's going to draw you to him. And I want you guys to hear that today. That's about walking out with God, the amazing life that he has. God's ways are not our ways. But God's choices sometimes fool us too. So this is where I really want to get cranked up here. I just picked 10. There's, there's a whole lot more. We can add our name to the list if we want. But let's take a look at 10 unlikely people that God chose to do great things to advance the gospel and ultimately reveal his glory. You might recognize a few of these folks. How about Noah? Had a little bit of a drinking problem, right? Ooh, let's see. Let's talk about that. I said, God used him to build the ark, rescue the animals, and start again. And yet, the man had a few flaws, but look at this. God still used him. How many people would have hired that guy? How many people would have given him a drug test? Right? Think about it now. Uh, I can't use that guy. Whoa, 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 whoa. But God says, you know what? He sees the whole story. 
Man, today, you guys are going to be so encouraged when you come out of here. You're just going to say, my goodness, God can use me. Let me hear you. Can God use you? How about an amen? Yes. Yes. Let's do it. How about this? How about Abraham? An old man. Right? If you go to Genesis chapter 12, look through there. We've been studying that on Tuesday nights. It's a great time to just throw that out there about a Tuesday night study. It is awesome. We are having good times. Jump in. Man, here, here, he's not really kicking it up until he's 100. He's in the three-digit mode. But God says, you know what? I'm going to use you. He was obedient. Even kind of got sidetracked with his handmaiden. Y'all know the story. When his wife was going to say, hey, I'll tell you what. God's a little slow on this thing. Let me help you out. God doesn't need our help. But God desires our obedience. There's a difference, amen? You can write that one down. God desires our obedience. And we find out when we're obedient to God, it can keep down on the bump, bruises, and scar tissue in our life. I'm preaching to me first, amen? Let's keep on rolling. Who else? How about Moses? He wasn't the best speaker. You know, you would think they can run. Well, we need somebody that can say the these and thous and all these things, right? But no. God knew his heart. God said, that's my guy. And not only that, what did he do? He felt a little unlikely. He said, uh, why don't you send my brother? <laughs> How do you like that? You ever done that? Uh, who did it? Uh, get my brother. Whew. Send somebody else. And God's so full of grace, he said, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to let your brother go with you, but you're still my guy. You're still my man. You're still my gal. All right, look at this. Speaking of gals, look at it. Rahab, prostitute. Probably not somebody you would turn around and say, well, excuse me, let me meet, would you like to meet my aunt? Uh-huh, at the, the, the picnic? Well, what did she do? Uh, uh, right? Think about that. All, all, all the time we turn around, that, that, the people that are so unlikely to be used by God, many times are the very piece of people God uses in the master plan to reveal his glory and encourage us. I told you the story when God called me to preach, I thought, <gasps> overwhelmed, overwhelmed. I know you're tired of hearing it, but just act like you never heard it before. Coming right down here, driving right past this building, going to a Tuesday night Bible study. The Lord spoke to my heart about preaching. And I was like, I'm the most unlikely guy. Lord, I don't like book reports. I I never read a full book in high school. I did all my book reports from the inside cover. I'm just being honest with you, right? That was not my strong point. Got sick before school every day. Are you sure you got the right guy? And the Lord said, look at my word. Look at the people that I used. And as I was going down this road right here, years ago, the Lord was bringing folks just like this to my mind. Well, the time I got down to the start, end of the corner and turned into my buddy's place down there to have the home Bible study, I was feeling good because guess what? I fit the bill. How about you guys? I said, I never, I never forget. I said, Lord, I'm just as messed up as them. If you can use me, I'm in. How about that? All the pressure was off then. I was like, well, guess what? I can mess up with the best of them. And God, would you use my life? Lord, I'll tell you what. If you use this big mouth, use it. Lord, if you use my my nonsense, use it. And he's still been working through it. Hey, guess what? There's some times that I think, wow, what was I thinking? But you know what? God's good. Look at this. How about David? The man after God's own heart behind door number two, and he's an adulterer and a murderer. How about that? Good old Uncle Dave there. That's our lineage here as we look back there. Now, do you think right there, he said, well, you're out. Tell you what, can't use you no more, don't love you anymore. You really blew it. You blew it so bad, man, I'm not going to use you no more. Is that what he did? Now, let me just take this time here. God's not soft on sin. Amen. There was some scar tissue from each one of these things that happened. But God's plan continued on. Amen. And the thing about David that I love the most, he was quick to repent. He was quick to return. Sometimes I wonder if that's where, you know, he said, you the man. You know, the prophet comes up to talk to David in the story. Y'all have heard the story. He turns around. He said, there was a man that had so many sheep and he went and, and sold this other man's sheep and and he starts telling this story. And David goes, oh, man, that guy needs to pay. I can't believe it. Oh, who in the world would do something like that? And he was doing a, a, a parable of what's going on. David had all these wives, everything else, but he chose the other man's wife. Y'all know the story, right? And so the prophet's telling him, he says, hey, look, 
There was a guy that did this, and this is what he did. And David's going, I cannot believe that guy. And he goes, you the man. Ah! David didn't go, not in me. He goes, boom, he fell out on the floor. He said, Lord, forgive me. Lord, forgive me. And I believe that's why God continued to use that man because he was quick to repent. Amen. We all blow it. Let's keep on rolling. How about Jonah? Ran from God. Anybody ever run from God? Got your track shoes on in the morning? Heading out, leaving from Jesus. Now he'll never catch me now. No, 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 I'm going to do it my way. All those different things. But think about that, man. You know, I bet you, you think about this. I, I, I just, when I'm studying the Bible, I think about some crazy stuff. Put yourself in that story. Do you think they might have had some names for him when he got out of there? What's up, fish head? What's up, cut bait? Right? You know, they were probably doing all that stuff. That's how, where I work at. I hear all types of stuff. Put yourself in the story. But guess what? God used that man. Man, that's amazing. Oh, how about this? Matthew, a tax collector. Nobody liked the tax collector. Not too many people like him now, amen? Right? But somebody got to have a job. You got to do what you got to do. But turns this around, man. Look at this here. These guys had their hand in the till. They played both sides of the game. They were crooked. But God touched this man's heart and transformed his life. Are you willing to open your heart and allow God to touch your life and transform your walk with him? I pray that you're encouraged by these folks today. How about this? Little boy, five loaves and two fishes. Everyday kid. Just doing this, I can see now. But he was willing to share what he had. How about you? Would you be willing? You ought to be out there wrestling in the pastor. Give me that back on. I got a couple of loaves, right? That could have been me if I was hungry, right? But he said, here, take what I got. And God multiplied it. There's so much we can learn from that. What happens if you just say, God, this is what I have. Take it. I'm talking about our heart. Lord, Help change my attitude. Lord, help me to, to work in these things so that you know what? That you will be revealed. Saul later turned around to be Paul, a former prosecutor of Christians, killing Christians. But God chose to use him to write almost all of the New Testament. Is there any hope for you? You, 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 me? I'd say, yeah. How many people feel like they're being bricks pulled off the back? Because let me tell you, you qualify in Christ. He says, while we we're yet sinners, Christ died for us. Man, I get excited about that because I start looking at this and I go, wow, that's our family tree. Isn't it funny when you have something like that? You know, and I think it's, it's, it's getting better these days. But, you know, as time goes by, you have the family. Anybody's family got any, any, any bumps and bruises? <laughs> yes, my family has a few bumps and bruises and I'm probably the biggest bump and the bruise, Right. You know, families are disjointed sometimes, right? We all have different things like that. But you know what? God continues to use that. We like to say, oh, no, no, I'm family. No, no, no. We all have some things. And the reason I want to bring that up is because you still can be used by God. And a lot of times that's the very thing God uses the most. How about Jesus, a baby who grew up to be the Messiah? Look how God used that situation. Born of a virgin, man. God's master plan. Sent his son to the world. And here we go. To save our life from sin. A perfect sacrifice. To, produce, to, to turn around and bring the very blessings of God. Now, I just, I just clipped out about ten of them. And if you want, I don't know how many people here today, but I bet you we could probably just add our names right in there, right? We can add our name in there for missing the mark. We can add our name in there for this and that. But the good news is you can add your name in there to be used by God. Somebody say amen. Be excited about it. Woo, I hope you guys are loving this. I'm getting excited. Coming on down here. So we went through a few things here. What do we have? We talked about God's choices. We talked about God's ways. How about God's blessings? Let's roll with that. Have you really thought about what God's purpose is in your life? Man, buddy, you're getting serious now. Over the last few weeks, we talked about our dreams and joy and peace and passion. But do you know what God's desire is for you? A lot of times people say, ah, I just don't know. I can help you with one thing for sure. God's purpose in our life is to turn around and receive his son and glorify his son in our life. Point people to Jesus. And it might look a whole lot different in her life and my life and your life and everything like that. But it's just as important and just as effective. Let me ask you this. You don't have to raise your hand. When's the last time you shared your faith? 
I don't mean broke out your Bible and start reading on the hood of your car when you was out in the parking lot. When you had an opportunity to share about Jesus. There was a guy by the name of Bill Bright. He's since gone, but he, he did a lot of stuff. I think it was uh, something for Christ. He did a lot of stuff uh, for the colleges. And he would ask that question after campus, after campus, after campus. You know what he came out with over years and years? And years? He said about 2% of the people shared their faith on a regular basis. right? So how much more can we, we've got a little headway, we've got a little room there to share our faith. Have you ever prayed this? Lord, today, at my work, where I go, whatever I do, give me an opportunity, some way today, to share how good you are. Think about that. It's amazing. Some days I pray that, some days I pray a bunch of other things. But I remember one particular week years ago, I, I said, I'm going to pray that every week. I'm going to see what God does about giving me opportunities. I met this big muscular guy, and we hit it off. And he had to dig a hole at work. Right? I don't know about you guys. I know our cleaning lady's name, and I know the director's name. I know them all. And when I see our clean lay, I say, can I get the door for you? Can I help you? I don't disrespect anybody for the job they do. If they're doing an honest living, praise God for them, and I appreciate that. So I noticed that this boy was working hard, and he was digging, and people were just going right on by. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, hey, man, what's up? Whew, man, working, working. I said, hey, can I get you something to drink or something? Yeah, I said, well, next time I go back in, I'll grab, what do you want? He said, man, I just want some water. I said, that's not a problem. Boom, start talking to him. Funny how God works. Start talking a little bit about different things, and he's digging. Now, now the boy's up to about right here. He'd been working on this hole. Digging, 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 digging. And man, that dude could dig, I'm telling you. I think it's an art to that, man. He was just going, that boy was working. I say, look, man, um, you know, pace yourself. If you need something else, I'm going to be in this little building over here. I got to do some work. But if you need something, let me know. My name's Buddy. Tell me his name. All that. So he comes back. And now when I go by, to get another tool, we're talking. I said, you doing all right down there, man? Yeah, brother. I said, look, man, you got to pace yourself. Everything's good. All that. So time's going by. Start talking about music. Start talking about some other stuff. Get to talk about Jesus. So it's right before lunch, and I'm talking about Jesus, and I'm sharing the gospel message and everything to God, and I can only see about this much. This guy's in a hole. I said, how do you like your job? He said, it's, it's, you know, it is what it is. I got a job. I said, it's good. I said, man, I'm going to tell you a story. I said, you know, our sin puts us in like miry muck. Sometimes we feel like we're buried all the way up to our eyes. God's just giving me the message, man. He's right here. Yeah, yeah, I know. So he was relating that. And I told him, but you know, the good news is this. God can use whatever we do. God wants to change your life, man. If you die today, do you know for sure you go to heaven? He goes, oh, I ain't going to heaven. Because guess what? He felt like the unlikely guy. Yeah. And he's there and everything else I'm talking. And I share a little bit more about the God's, God's message about how Jesus Christ died for him. And man, what would keep you from calling on the name of Jesus? He goes, I don't know, man. I just want to think about it. I said, well, look, you think about it. I said, but don't let the day pass without, you know, leaving that undone. I said, because when we, when we really don't choose Jesus, we really have rejected him. I said, look, man, I just want to share that with you. You need some more water and stuff? He says, will you come back and talk to me after lunch? I go, absolutely. Come back. Guy was waiting beside that hole with his hard hat. He said, tell me that story again. Tell me about, tell me about Jesus. And I told him. And I said, what would keep you from calling on the name of Jesus? He said, Nothing. I said, do you want to pray? He goes, yeah. And I prayed with that man beside that hole. And he gave his life to the Lord. Now, that's awesome. I could have kept walking over. It's nothing else that Buddy did. I was just available. And God used that whole thing. He gave me the whole story in a nutshell about, man, being in the miry monk and being in the world. And how this, and we can't dig ourselves out. I mean, God was just moving and all that. And the boy gave his life to the Lord. It was pretty amazing, right? Now, that's cool, right? Two days later, a friend of mine comes by. He goes, hey, you got a minute? I go, yeah, man, how you been doing? I ain't seen you in a while. We walked out. 
to that same spot. He said, uh, you know that boy was digging that hole? I said, no, I didn't know him. I just met him the other day. Big guy. Big guy was in the hole. This guy's big too. I'm a little slow. He said, I want to thank you for what you've done for my son. That was his baby boy. He says, my son has been through rehab and this and that and everything else. And he came home and he said, Dad, something's different today. Dad, something's different today. Man, God's blessing was upon him. Man, don't miss those things. I didn't know it was my buddy's son. It didn't matter whose son. It was somebody's son. Take the time. We step over stuff that people are doing some jobs that maybe we wouldn't like. We stop by and just keep on going and we get all about us. Take the time to be engaged and watch how God would use you. That's a good purpose in your life. Amen. Give the Lord a hand clap. I'm telling you what, God's good. God's ultimate goal for us is to make us like Jesus. We don't got to make it hard. He wants to conform our life into that of his son. Following the footsteps of Jesus. I think that's amazing right there. Let's keep on rolling. Pick up a little time here. As we become more like Jesus, we discover the person we were created to be. There's people who live their whole life and go, I don't know. I don't know what I was supposed to do, this, that, and everything else. I think that's, that's, that's pretty tough. You know? And I'm not saying we always get a billboard or, or this, that, and other thing. But I believe there are, are some keys that God will show us along the way how he wants to use our life. And if we're obedient and leaning there and we seek the Lord, he's not hiding from us. Amen. He's not hiding. Look at your strengths and say, Lord, do you want me to go further in this area? I'm strong in this and this and this. Or, or, or what about this area? You want me to do this? Seek the Lord on those things, man. But ultimately, he wants us to draw to him so he can draw others to him. Amen. Look at this. Got a little word to read here. First Corinthians 127 starting out like this. It says, instead, God chose the things... The world considers foolish in order to shame those who think they are wise. And he chose things that are powerless to shame those who are powerful. God chose things despite by the world. Things counted as nothing at all and used them to bring to nothing what the world considers important. As a result, no one can ever boast in the presence of God. The gospel message to the world doesn't make any sense. But by faith, it makes all the sense and it makes all the difference. How many know that I like talking to people? I guess you figured that out. I don't care what you do. I don't care where you, I don't care if you're a lawyer. I don't care if you're a doctor. I don't care if you're a plumber. I don't care. I will talk to anybody, hold a conversation with a street post if it could. Don't matter. Well, one time they thought I had sleep apnea. Now, that's kind of funny. With a nose like this, I ought to be able to breathe one time and go all night, right? So I went, and I had to do this sleep study. And they put you there, and me and this lady was in. She, the lady was doing the, the, the thing. She said, I'm going to do this. i got to wire you up and everything. And I'm going to be right back here. It's going to be all right, honey. Uh, uh, I said, I can't sleep. I can't sleep. She was so nice. She said, would you like to watch the Garden Channel with me? I go, uh-huh. So we watched the Garden Channel. If you can't sleep after watching the Garden Channel, I don't know what else. I was like that. But it, I found that it was just like at the house. As soon as I get sleeping good, they woke me up. Then he's like, oh, you're snoring. Oh, you're snoring. She says, roll over. She's on a little microphone. Roll over. <laughs> I'm trying to sleep. Roll over, roll over, roll over, roll over. Back and forth like that. And so finally she says, I don't know what's going on with you, but you sure was dreaming a lot last night. I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they went through all those things. And I said, well, what do you think? She says, I just do the test. You got to go talk to the doctor. So I went to the doctor. And you know what they say? They say, check this out. Surveys and schooling and all these kind of science on people say, you usually make up your mind within the first eight seconds or so if you like somebody. How about that? Nine, ten. Y'all like me? I was kind of, <laughs> don't answer that just yet. So I went, and I went to this doctor, and the young guy, I'm sitting in there, I'm waiting, I'm reading up on all this stuff, everything else. The guy come in, he's talking, well, we looked at this, and I don't see anything on that, and blah, 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 blah. And he, he was kind of frustrated. I said, hey, man, look like you're working a little hard. He said, I just don't understand it. I said, you just don't understand what? 
Now, this is funny with this guy talking to you. I know it's a God appointment right there because I didn't end up having it. But I was at the right place, I believe, at the right time. He says, you know, and he didn't know I was a preacher or anything else. He says, you know what's funny? He said, all these people believe they say they're Christians and everything else, and they want to go to heaven. But when I tell them that their, their, their loved one's getting ready to die, they're they wailing and screaming and crying and everything else. If it's that good, why don't they just want to go? And God gave me the perfect answer. I said, because life's hard to give up. <laughs> Life is hard to give up. Maybe they didn't feel like uh, they finished everything they needed to do. See, I got a lot of things I want to accomplish before I leave here. How about you? I want to touch lives for the Lord. That guy was just like, he didn't know what to think. I said, because life is a gift, man, and I don't want to really give it up. But the great news is, when you know Jesus, you can know where you're going. But you know what? When you love people and people love you, they hate to see you go. See, he was, I just gave him another fresh perspective. I just gave him another fresh perspective on what, what life was about for me as a believer. My buddy says this all the time. He says, I am a believer in Christ. I am secure in my faith, and I know where I'm going when I, when I leave here. I just don't want to get out of line. I don't want to move to the front of the line. Yeah, he said, I don't want to jump line. He don't want to cut line. I'm just kind of hanging, right? But isn't that the, the, the way it is sometimes? So what, the reason I bring that in is, you know what? Here's a guy. He sees us all the time. But what his perception was of those that say they're believers, they were all over the board. And I thought, Lord, help me when my time comes that I finish big. I don't know anybody that wouldn't be scared or anything else. This life is hard to give up, man. It is a gift. I want, I want to go out like with, with a lot of miles on this body. You know what I mean? I want to, but as I grow in the Lord, you know why? Because I want to do more for the kingdom of God. I want to be about God's business. You know what the guy told me? He said, I never looked at it that way. He's still very intellectual. He says, I want to talk to you again sometime. Here's my card. Maybe, I never got to talk to him again. Maybe from that one visit, maybe he looked at things a little bit different. I asked him. I said, you got a family? Yeah, I got a couple kids. I said, you'd like to see them grow up, wouldn't you? Well, yeah. That'd be hard to give up, wouldn't it? Started shifting his perspective. He was so in the medical vein, and that's great. I'm thank God for doctors, don't get me wrong. But he missed the compassion. He, he, he missed the faith. He, he missed all that. So I hope today that we don't miss that when somebody's going through something and, and different things coming up. Tune in and see what God's got for us here. Look at this. The very thing that the world thinks is crazy, God says that's what's going to get you there. It's amazing. About everything that you see in the world is, is, is totally different than the thing of the kingdom. What happens now? Even, even in, our, in our talk and our slang, man, that thing was bad. That car was bad. Which really meant it was good, right? <laughs> you think about those things. But let me tell you this. The very thing that, that people were counting on to get to heaven for so long, and so many people still do now, is the very thing that brings the wedge in between them and God. What must I do to be saved? Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Man, I'm going to tell you what. I pray today that, you know what, this settles some things in our heart. And I, I want you to realize that you can be, speaking to each person here, you can be totally used by God if you're willing. That's what I want the takeaway to be. You can be used by God. He uses the most unlikely folks. And this is what the Lord showed me the other day. I wrote this down, just a little butter Chapman saying, God picks everyday folks so he can be seen every day. How about that? When you look at stuff and you turn around and, 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 and folks accomplish great things, I love it when they give God the glory. I just love it. And when, when you go through those folks back there in the Bible and different things that you pick out of the Bible, folks that God used mightily, like we said, Moses, right? Abraham, David, Paul, all these things. Most of the folks are not people that would have even got through the, the, through the process of us hiring them, would they? So folks that are bosses and folks that are adding to the company and everything else, don't just look what's on the paperwork, okay? Look at their integrity. Look at their heart. Keep the vision in front of them. You can train them to do stuff. But many times you can't, you can't train their heart. God's got to do that, amen? You hear what I'm saying? So if they've got the heart, 
and you keep the vision out there, you could come along side of the, hey, there is nothing worse than a bad hire, amen? If you're going to hire somebody and you go, oh, I don't know if that's a good thing. Well, maybe, guess what? That's probably not the person for the job, right? But let me tell you the good news. God says everybody is employable for the kingdom, amen? Everybody can be used to further the kingdom. Matter of fact, that's what he wants us to be used for. So look at this. How many times do maybe we feel like today that, you know what? This message was talking to me. Is there something said today, I pray that you say, you know what, I can relate to that. I can relate to that. Lord, I want to, to be used. How about in your field, say you've been in a field for a long time, and you know what, they got new folks coming in and everything else. You said, they're just trying to edge me out. Guess what? You bring a lot of value to the table because you know what, you've been around the block. You can bring some value to that. How about this? In your walk, maybe you could turn around and you can mentor somebody and speak into the next generation's life because there's things that you've seen, things that you've done, things that you've accomplished that you know what? If you would just be willing to share that with somebody and find somebody that's willing to receive that. See, it's a two-way street on there. You got to find somebody that's willing to, to, to share and you got to find somebody that's willing to receive. You know, the number one thing I see in a lot of stuff now we don't follow through, man. We don't follow through. My buddy says half the job's just getting to the job. Get to the job. And then do your job and don't worry about who's doing their job. Do your job, right? How about this? If we just got to church. <laughs> if we just got to church and then we fed on the word and not worry about, well, you know, they was reading through there and, and this and that and this one had this on everything. Just focus on the Father. Man, stay in your lane. See what's going on. But the thing I want you to see today is the times that you feel like you are the most unlikely candidate to do, be used by God. When we step back and get a fresh perspective of what God has done for us, made a clean playing field, removed our sin as far as the east is from the west, set you in the family of God, let me tell you what, things start changing. Because you and I many times have two things. I'm just be honest with this. We have too small a perspective of God, of who he really is. Think about it. And who, who we are in Christ. You say, oh, I, I don't know. Well, then why do we worry? Right? If we worry, we're saying God's too small. It's just a harsh truth. Because why should I worry if my God is who he said he is in the Bible? Think about that. I'm not minimizing anybody's situation, heartaches, or anything else like that. I'm trying to get our hearts and our heads and our eyes on the Father so that we say, you know what? I don't know how it's going to fix. I don't know how it's going to work out. I don't know about this or that, but I know one thing. I'm going to keep serving God. Man, if God can split in the Red Sea, you think he can pay my house payment? I bet he can. But he might cause you to work two more jobs and give you the ability to do two more jobs to do that. You know? Over and over and over, let me ask you this. Who is it that God's put in your life that has really been used to encourage you in your life to walk with the Lord? Many folks probably have gone to be with the Lord. Well, guess what? I pray that they pass that baton to you so you can do that for the next generation. I love that. When, when Thomas and Jesse used to have company come by, and, and Jesse still does, I try, to, I try to hang out with them a little bit. My time's minimal. They'd be going like, Dad, go ahead. I understand that. But I want to know who's coming in my house. How about you? I want to know who's hanging out with my boys. I want to know what's going on. And I want it to be a safe place for them if they got a problem. They say, well, you know what? I could go talk to Mr. Bunny. And let me tell you what. Over the years, that has happened and happened and happened. And I said, you guys could talk to me about anything you want to talk to. But if it's a safety thing, we're going to get your mom and dad involved. But if you just want to talk or bounce an idea off me, man, you know what? We'll pray about it, whatever. I'm going to be available because that's the next generation, right? And those folks are going to be taking care of folks like us later on. And, and those folks are going to be running to place when our grandbabies are coming on through. So if we can speak godly advice into their life and encourage them, man, guess what? The most unlikely begins to become the likely in God. Think about that. You don't have to look in the mirror anymore and say, man, I'm the most unlikely. And if you think about that, say, but you know what? 
I'm likely for God to use if I'm available. Let us pray. Lord, I love you and I praise you for today's message. I pray that people are encouraged by that. If they're just tuning in, I pray today that they realize that you know what? We are never too far gone, that we can never uh, outsend your grace. However, that sin is a big deal, but you're a big God and you came to demolish that, to annihilate that on the cross. You rose on the third day, and today is the day that I want everybody to know that they can have salvation in Christ. I ask this question wherever I go, whatever I'm talking, I get an opportunity. I don't care if you're digging a hole. I don't care if you're sweeping up. I don't care if you're a doctor. I don't care what you're doing. If you're in a drive-thru at McDonald's today, like my buddy was watching the other week, if you're there, put your Big Mac on hold and listen to what I'm saying. If you die today, do you know for sure you go to heaven? Well, my grandma was in the church. I didn't ask you that. Well, I like going to church. Well, I, I read my Bible every now and then. I'm not asking you that. I'm asking you this. Have you put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sin? Jesus says, I'm the way, the truth, the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. That means this, friends, that you know what? There is one way to heaven, and his name is Jesus. The name above all names. And I want you to hear this today. When you... Ask the Lord by faith, Lord, I need you. Come into my life. Forgive me of my sin today. Lord, help me to, to walk this out. I believe you're the son of God. I put my faith and trust in the finished work of the cross. That's the gospel message. The gospel message is good news. And I want you to get the good news. I want you to hear that. Because today, you can come out here and say, you know what? I walked into unlikely, but I'm the likely today. And God seals you with his spirit. He will walk with you. He will train you. He will love you. He will protect you. Won't you trust my Savior today? His name is Jesus. All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. We're all in the same boat. But I'm going to tell you what. Jesus is the stiller of the storm. Call on his name today. If you've got any questions about what was talked about today, send us an email, text us, stop by, grab me at the back door. We want to pray with you. And if you prayed that today, let somebody know so we can rejoice knowing that Jesus Christ is now the Lord and Savior of your life. And everybody said, amen. Friends, if you're tuning in, that goes for you. You know what? God can work anywhere, anytime, anyway. And I pray that you heard the message with your hearts today. I pray that you receive Jesus Christ. Let us know what you think about the messages. Please share the message. It might just transform somebody's life. Have a good evening. I hope you guys can make it back at 7 tonight. Right? Right here. If you come at 6.30, you get to eat. Come at 7, you get to feed, feed on the Word of God as well. See you all soon. Bye-bye.